Good morning and afternoon, everyone. And I am really excited to have you back listening and watching our latest episode of the Dream Reality podcast series with Aiden Consulting. So this is a series where we talk to industry experts who have an opinion, who have something to say, who have lived through different times and periods and have so much experience when it comes to growing. And we've been talking to people about specific aspects. And today we are talking to Mary about something that I think is really undervalued and we don't always give enough attention to. And that is the domain of supply chain and logistics. So Mary, thank you so much for your time today. Over to you to tell us a little bit more about you and you know, your journey so far. Good morning and afternoon, everyone. Delighted to be here taking part and to be part of this amazing feature. So I'm Mary, Mary Cadigan, and I work and experience, much experience from O'Donnell Furniture in Skibbereen, West Cork, where we manufacture hotel furniture for hotels and high-end residential, four and five-star hotels. So my journey have been there, I suppose, for many years. So I'm a seasoned um, supply chain and logistics person. Um, it's probably one of the a tough area on one hand. However, on the other hand, as Alison mentioned there, it is probably one of the ones that don't get broadcast or get as much highlighting as it needs to be. So hopefully it's getting up there a bit now more. It's becoming more of an essential area, being more pointed and more documented and research going into it. How can we improve? Because we know, you know, your supply chain, your logistics, the whole process are the, a big part of the feature of the flow for all products processes and goods to and from the end and start and end of service and whatever you do be it product or service it's an important key point yeah no I think I and you're absolutely right and I think that it's something that people think is not their problem so as a business owner they don't necessarily put on their supply chain hat or they're maybe not aware of how to do it but I think that right now it's very, very topical. And I think, you know, over the last couple of years, it's become more and more topical to discuss about supply chain security, the you know, how, how stable are they and the sustainability impact of that. And, you know, I know that certainly myself over the last couple of years, I've been talking to friends and colleagues and networking events. And, you know, it's always like, oh, there's no food on the shelves oh, they ran out of bread or there's no sausages. And, you know, that's just one small aspect of it. I mean, if you read the newspapers, the shortage of, um, you know, the, the chips for your cars and it's delaying, you know, car manufacture and things like this. So it has come into the news, I feel, a little bit more, but that's all very big business. How can we think about this from a small business, an SME, and look at their supply chain security and maybe their sustainability impact? Big question, I know, to start. That's that's a big question, but I suppose every question has to start at somewhere, be it big or small. So to start for a small, from a small SME, it's kind of, first of all, there's a big, big change at the moment of buy locally, shop 
locally, be it whatever. Um, so then this feeds back to where your product or your service is coming from. Search locally first. Um, where can you get it? And you know, just mingle, network, whatever. And networking is really important because you'll always meet someone who can say, I know someone in this industry can help you, or I know someone mm -hmm. and she knows someone. So then you can make contact a network. But it's all about local at the moment, your own local area, go to across the country. Um, the UK is, is working away like there is plenty of ways of importing and exporting. I know it can be challenging, but on the other hand, keep it as close to your own ground and territory as possible. And there is people out there because there's loads of local businesses now redeveloping their own processes and re, re I suppose, branching out and supplying stuff that they did before or that can do now. Again, COVID, I suppose, have, um, encouraged a lot of this because just the way things went a bit totally chaotic in 2021 and 2020 and yeah. even this year it's um get it local cut off your lead times check your lead you know it's about getting close mapping it out processing getting the flow going and keeping that flow going to the end of your product or service yeah i think that that's that's really good advice is really just you know the two takeaways from that are really look local try to see what there is and yes you may be paying slightly more for product but in the grand scheme of things you're reducing your costs on logistics and you're helping the infrastructure and the sustainability components there as well and in buying local you're there's a lot more control about this the supply chain security so so many things that you need to think about when you're doing when you're you know looking at new suppliers and things and when a business grows, sometimes, you know, you wear a lot of hats and sometimes you can be more in a reactive mode rather than going out and, you know, getting your multiple quotes or finding different suppliers and long negotiations with them. Maybe it's just, I need this, let's get it done. So how can a business owner change their mindset, mindset and maybe leverage scale and, you know, economies of scale with suppliers? um again it's back to planning and i suppose proactive it's yeah i it's always reactive instant we need it now we need it yesterday but that's not really any good i mean like i suppose we're we're have come on so much in technology having systems that have visibility to each and every i suppose process um from management down to each level of your organization helps because um I suppose just it's visibility of planning. You can forecasting. Um, there's all the different scales of forecasting, but like on your pipeline or on your different scales of forecasting, you'll see this is due in to me or this is wanted in March, this is wanted in April. So then you kind of backtrack. You actually do backward scaling and you start from, okay, April, but I need, it's eight weeks, it's five weeks, it's four weeks. So you kind of have to leverage it that way. And um, it's, yeah, back, backstepping really. So kind of start at the reverse, but to make it happen for that you have it. And again, the good point there is like sustainability of shopping locally, as they say, like, okay, you're paying cheaper maybe to bring it from some other word, Timbuktu. However, if you're looking at the actual time it's shipping and transporting, all of this adds up 
and also putting local local sourcing is generating the economy which is a really good point and really going back into our own our own local environment and our own sustainability plan as well yeah no it's, it's that's it's really interesting and i think that's something that in addition to that is about the relationship that you have with your suppliers if it's purely transactional that's where you know if something is urgent and we can all appreciate that things happen and you're you know that's unplanned and you need something urgently that's where they're not if you don't have a relationship with them they're not going to go that extra mile with them with you but if you do have a relationship and you know them and you talk to them and you've maybe been working with them for a while then when that emergency comes up they're going to try and help you and do you see do you see that is that just an idealized view or do you think that that's something that translates in the in the real world absolutely of course it translates in the real world it's like any relationship really um and i suppose a lot of the things nowadays it's like you can't talk to a person it's press the button it's on a screen but still you need to bring the personality back to it because at each button there is actually a person inputting that information so number one the information that's sent via electronically needs to be checked because it's it's not always inputted correctly or maybe the sender didn't actually input it correctly but it's to build up this um the strong just the strong bond of supplier or your logistics whatever because if you don't talk sometimes it can be like oh yeah it's due to come in but it's not going to come in so yeah. it's the whole thing and also it's maximizing what you want to get it right when you want it at the right time not a month late not a month too soon but as close as possible that it's all working out most economically so it's key and to have the relationship built the strong strong one because again you want to work with these people the you need them as much as they need you so it's a an equal balance and if one leaves the other down it's going to be flop always so strengthen it and maximize what you want to get for your product or service mm -hmm. and do you think that you see you know there's different articles and you know you can find them in hbr or the financial times where they see a, a step change in larger organizations of kind of partnerships so taking that relationship to the next level and becoming partners between the the business themselves and some of their suppliers so that they have you know they actually sit together in the same office or they have representatives that sit with them they're involved in the planning they're involved in the forecasting exercises and things like that and do you think that that's going to percolate down to smaller business or that's something only when you're talking about the billion dollar contracts that's only really going to be relevant I think it's going to pickle down, it's going to take a bit of time, but um, again, it's generating business together, it's making bonds stronger, companies, um, SMEs, small companies, they can all kind of bond together, I suppose it's like a chain, yeah. uh, the chain is only as strong as its weakest link, yes. so whoever you have in your supply chain, that chain really needs to be strong and 
speaking to them via Teams or Zoom. It can be or on your boardroom table, whatever. But it is actually there's a big, um, a big drive towards it at the moment, just again to strengthen the whole process because I suppose no one wants to be let down. I suppose everyone have had so much of. I'm sure I can't do this, blah, 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 and it goes on. So to come over that curve, the push is to get out there now, meet the person that is supplying your flour, will take her bread, even though that is quite difficult sometimes, but like you just need to break it down and um, build it up strong. So there is no weekly link in your chain and the whole process is flowing. Mm -hmm. I suppose like it's... um. Yeah, it's just the flow is continuing and there's no stoppage at all. It's not just a function. Yeah. Done. Yeah. Just there's no, there's no silo. It's not someone else's job. It's everyone's job. Exactly, yeah. And I think that that's really interesting, especially, you know, if you're a small business and you're looking to grow, you know, having a different relationship or really fostering a relationship with you know, your suppliers that have been there with you is really going to differentiate your business because that's going to really take you, fast track you and make it a lot easier than I want to grow and I need to go and find new suppliers. That's going to take the journey a little bit longer. But then how, how do you think that can play out if you're, you know, going to start looking at internationalization or exporting or using suppliers that are overseas how would you if you're growing your business and you can't and you need to go out to an external market what kind of supports are maybe there or what kind of discussions do you think do you need to be thinking about having um there are many supports i suppose like the local ei office um are brilliant and then again networking like there's so many groups so many um, I suppose supply chain management is different, transport, logistics yeah. agencies okay. like, um, oh, sorry, I ain't gone blank. At the no, moment. so you just but, basically need to get out there and, and join these networks. And, you know, I guess, I guess then the key as well to networking is you want to start it early. So even if you have an inkling of having to go there, you should be starting sooner rather than later because, you know, to, to work together, you need to form the trust and trust isn't something that comes straight away. So really your feedback is join the networks. If you're thinking about going overseas, using overseas suppliers, join the networks, get the feedback, start getting yourself out there so that you have those relationships already built for when you need them. Mm, exactly yeah yeah like there's loads of networks um network okay. ireland for instance women's yeah. group and then there is logistics and everything so it's it's a logistics supply chain whole lots of them and um it's just building that and formalizing and sometimes it's hard to step out and say i need to do this and look for the help with the help yeah. there's bun abundance of help out there suitcases of it for everyone and like you know it's like someone again it's going back to like so i can help you or you know yes um she can help you and yes. or he can help you and it it do work like and um it's important it's an important thing to getting your own business as well established and moving it up the ladder yeah yeah no that's that's i love that idea of of 
I can help you and you can help me and there's reciprocation of that. And it's just, I think having that mindset of giving and then when you give, you will receive. In business, I think it really brings the whole circularity and it just builds that relationship and that trust, which then takes your business to the next level because everything just is that little bit easier. And that aspect of asking for help, how many businesses do you actually think ask for help? Do you think that's common? Probably not. Too, well, <laughs> yeah. It depends. We may. It depends. Not it depends is a good answer, yes. Yeah, I think that it really depends on their mindset on where they're where they are on their journey, because it's just you know. I think some people are definitely more inclined, and some personalities are definitely more inclined to ask for help. Um, but I think if you frame it around a growing business, you know, certainly the people that I talk to, they don't have all the answers. So I think the key takeaway is, you know, when this isn't your domain, if you're all about the product or all about the, the whatever, you need to ask for help and support for those other aspects of business so that you can really develop that business to the Absolutely. next level yeah yeah and also like just to add there like the educational boards and colleges there's huge stuff going on there like solace of loads of schemes springboard is more and more training upskilling yeah. is a huge important thing to any business to grow and develop because i mean it is all fun grand to say i sure i've been doing it for years this is the way i do it like you know we all we all know them we all have been there we are all one of them at one stage of our life but it really doesn't help either do it to know you have to just keep upscaling keep training because um things do change and who knows you can do it faster you can do it better you can continuously improve and your business will be better off for it yes. in the long term yes and you'll make more money <laughs> that's it that's it and you know we all we all all, all need a little bit of help with that i think you know and so just jumping on that and then we go and going back to a point that you mentioned at the beginning, which is about localization and looking for your suppliers locally and, you know, the, the development of it. Where, how do you think, you know, and there's a lot of innovation and people are learning. And there's lots of changes and the digitization and, you know, the, the, the potential introduction of blockchain for you know, contracts to get paperless um, and all these, you know, innovative startups that are coming up. How do you think that that's going to make an impact? And is that, again, going to be just for the big boys? Or do you think that there's enough innovation at, at, at the smaller level? And then as well, where are we with, you know, localization versus globalization? Mm, localization okay we'll start um at the beginning so i think it's really important for small local people because there's a number of factors out there at the moment there's they're rolling out um remote hubs remote rolling out so much stuff that can benefit this that can bring local develop local economies local sourcing local sourcing like and there is funding, there is a lot of funding going in as well to new enterprises and things. So it's all, I suppose, really gelling it up and again, starting looking, looking 
can I get this in Dublin? Can I get it in Cork? Can I get it in Limerick? Can I get it in what part of Ireland? Can I get it like, can I get it in Mead? Can I get it in Kildare? And just reach out, stretch out that little bit from the then like going, I suppose it's just getting the whole networking and checking with your supplier or this the amount of times that someone will say to have said to me is, you know, I actually do know someone that can do that or is starting up in that and that we'll get it, you know, yeah, we'll get it for you. So it is important to start with your small fellas and your local. They're not small because they're, they're every small P has a brilliant backing behind them or her, you know, they're really yeah. important. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you know the small small businesses in Ireland are ninety five percent of all businesses and employ eighty percent of the employed population. So it's not insignificant, you know, to fall within the SME community either within Ireland or it's the same statistics on a global scale. Mm -hmm. You know, it's definitely really, yeah. You know, it's a it's a it's a fine line. It really is a fine line. So what an interesting perspective. So I have one last real question for you before we go into a couple of recommendations. Um, this podcast is called Dream Reality. So if the planets or the stars aligned, how do you see the world of supply chain and, um, and logistics playing out to you? You know, how, how would you view this in an ideal world? And then, you know, take a step back how do you actually think it's going to uh, it's going to play out? Right now, um, it's it's kind of difficult. And who, and who knows with the latest news? I mean, exactly. Yeah, I think I suppose with the latest news, it's kind of going to get more challenging. So that's again, I suppose, pressing the button to get what you can locally and really stay you know if you have to go to UK if you have to go to Europe keep it as close to home but check your lead times check your freight because freight is getting crazy nuts you know it's gone it's going to be you know it just can only see more um price increases coming on which is hitting everyone hard and really hard it's going to hard to hit them harder so if the stars all were aligned and everything was perfect, I would just see everything flowing lovely and sweet. No nice. delays or no, no problems, no delays. Um, yeah, calm, no price very, increases. Very calm. So I think that's a bit of a way. So that gives us some more reason to plan and process and keep the flow and be ahead, be proactive. Forget about the R word, the reactive. Don't Love let that. it come in. Just delete it proactive um so yeah it is um going to be challenging but keep at it don't yeah. stop and don't hesitate keep pushing on really because um everyone hits hard walls brick walls and block walls and they can be high walls but one has to climb and keep climbing and you will get it like in belief yeah that's and, pati and, that. you know, and patience do you know what because i have had so many um, people say, oh, apologize for being frantic. I'm sorry. And then the next day, there's another frantacity on. And it's like, what's it going to do? Stay calm and patient and it will get there. You'll get there. Yeah, and that, that's, it's fabulous because as well, when you're talking about supply chains, if you're, 
if you're constantly reactive, you'll always get it wrong. You know, because as you as you, you know, keep changing your orders or your, you know, your minimum and max quantities for stock on hand and things like that, you're if you're constantly adjusting them, you're constantly creating noise and you're constantly creating shortages or access. So you need to go for that patient game. You need to really understand the planning, the cyclicity of your of your cycle for business and things like that, you know. Uh, I was just, I was talking to uh, a friend of mine who started, uh, he would go to your house and do uh, service your car at your house. And he said that at certain times of the year, he got no business. So for like the, the month before Black Friday and two weeks after, so six week period around Black Friday, he didn't get any work because everyone was prioritizing the sales over the servicing of their car. And so he would just knew that that was his time to, you know, service his own vehicle and, you know, review his business plans and to make everything right so that he could understand that the, and plan his business and his spares and everything so much better when he took a step back and looked at it rather than constantly fighting for, um, just constantly reacting. So yeah, great, great advice there. And, you know, I asked you for two recommendations. So do you have a book or a podcast that you like to, uh, to read or, or recommend? Um, I suppose there's lots of books, but you know what? I kind of just, um, I think the papers are great, kind of just, um, I suppose it isn't even the papers now, excuse me, the digital, um, digitalization, digitalization of um, these different supply chain groups that I follow and like Forbes there is just um, a great lead of information, a source of information itself. There is, um, that, just that I really follow because it's, you know, even if you spend maybe, I know these the voices don't be on your social media 24 7 don't be on it like 12 times a day each yeah. hour or whatever like or 12 hours a day um so maybe just 15 minutes at in the evening or when you're switching off yeah there's so much out here on social media just even put in social supply chain that's yeah. actually how I keeps on it and I am like again education because I'm doing a course and things at the moment and it's brilliant, but um, it's keeping in tune just with the up-to-date movement. Um, there's loads of books. I don't even know which one. Sorry, no. Well, to look, I, I think that the, the the suggestion of just you know Forbes or finding your your you know your news source that is a trusted news source but gives you really valuable information. I think mm. that's a great recommendation. And just using you know social media as a tool for learning and staying up to date is is also that's it's very very valuable that's something that i do so is uh i i think there's a there's definitely a lot of value in that and then uh, a little bit of a, a left field one which is a song that if you're just feeling maybe a little bit low low on energy or you just need to perk up what is the the song of choice the song of choice. Um, oh, sunshine on a rainy day. Oh, isn't that lovely? What a nice choice. Yes. 
Very good. Love that. Look, Mary, what a fab conversation. So many positive outlooks and little recommendations. I think there that can really be taken by anyone at any stage of their business cycle and can be implemented very, very easily and just has really demystified the world of supply chain, which, you know, a lot of people do not get, you know, excited about that world. But I think that you really, you know, translated the business impact for that. And thank you very much. I really appreciate that today. Thank you so much for having me today. Um, it's been a pleasure and I really enjoyed this morning and this afternoon. It's been fabulous. So thanks a million. Thanks, Alison. Thank you. Thank you. And this is a podcast series, Dream Reality from Aiden Consulting. And if you like what you've just heard, then please like and share and all the details of the recommendations will be in the show notes below. Thank you, everyone. Have a great week ahead. Take care. Bye.